Hi everyone, welcome to Athy's Hour. I am your host, Olivia. Some of you may know me as Athy on Twitch, although I do go by uh, Athy's Glitter on Twitch. Some of you may know me from Twitch and have come over here um, to finally witness the miracle that is my first podcast or the first episode of my podcast series. Hopefully this is something that will keep going and be maintained um i did do a lot of procrastinating i'm a terrible person for that anyone who's watched me knows just how awful i am at, at, at procrastinating i like i like to put off events usually because i fear that they're going to be absolutely dreadful so if you're listening to this thank you um thank you for taking the time to listen to this do do let me know how i do um it, it doesn't mean a lot that you're literally taking the time to listen to this because i've been racking my brains as to how i'm gonna do my first ever episode on a podcast and that's the thing when you start something new what's your topic going to be what's your theme going to be you know what what kind of thing are you striving for how are you going to start something are people going to be interested in it and those were the kind of thoughts that were going around and around and around in my head for days and I've been literally throwing it off for weeks doing this um I'd actually planned this podcast um I think it was back in June 2021 probably earlier I can't remember um I'm sure my moderators would be very quick to tell me when it was but we did we did come up with the idea of um doing like additional content alongside my twitch streams for people to kind of have a little nosy or a little you know a little little peek whatever it is people are after um and i i I did want to do additional content on top of um obviously streaming and podcasts seems to be a very very popular thing now a lot of people you know like to listen to other people to just talk about things and I was thinking, well, what kind of things are people are going to be interested in hearing from me? Like, what, what, what would people want in terms of content on a podcast from me? And I, I sat there racking my brains, and of course, I got really anxious about it. I was like, what if people don't like it? What if people aren't into it? And of course, the result of that is I, I procrastinate. And I, look, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I do suffer from minor anxiety or imposter syndrome or whatever it is um i think it's a multitude of things to be honest and it always comes out in me procrastinating i'll put things off and put things off even longer and in that time i'm stewing over it like i need to get this done i know i need to get this done i planned on doing this i planned on getting things done and yet by the time i'm sat at my desk ready to do whatever it is i planned on doing Suddenly my brain just goes blank, like not interested. I change my mind. Oh look, there's a there's an interesting thing over here. Let's have a look at that. And then next thing I know, I've gone down this YouTube rabbit hole or something, and I end up wasting half the day doing nothing. I mean, yesterday I planned on doing the stream, uh, this podcast. Sorry, yesterday. Today is the thirteenth of. January. I planned on recording this podcast on the 12th of January. Instead, I spent the whole of yesterday afternoon watching Twilight. I've I've no shame. I've literally no shame. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I did I did get a nice little ball of nostalgia, I guess you could say. Um, last time I watched 
Twilight was when I was 14. I haven't seen Twilight since I was 14. I was a massive fan of Twilight when I was 14. That is just... That is such a long time ago now. It's kind of depressing. Um, but watching it back as an adult was really, really interesting because so much has happened in that time since Twilight was released when I was 14. And looking back at it as an adult is interesting. It's It's just all the things that I idealized i guess in twilight that i enjoyed about twilight i'm now looking back in horror like first of all jacob black is a bit of a creep like he has no respect for bella's boundaries at all like he, that one scene where he kissed bella and bella had to punch him in the face because you know how dare he you know come up and kiss her randomly without you know asking permission god knows and she ends up breaking her hand punching him and he's just stood there like what the heck I, I you know and i'm just like what do you expect i mean jake i did i used to like jacob when i was watching twilight as a 14 year old now looking back it's like no dude get the message get the hint get the hint she's not interested obviously she loves jacob jacob you know, looked after her in New Moon when Edward fucked off doing whatever it was that Edward was doing. Um, but then, obviously, she only had eyes for Edward. She only loved Edward. And Jacob just could not accept and just kept pushing and pushing the boundaries. And it was just very, very interesting looking back how my kind of like my attitude, I guess, has changed. At a 14 year old, I was like, oh my god, Jacob loves her, Bella. How could you do that to him? Now I'm just like, Jacob get the hint back off like go away obviously she's your mate you love her she cares for you and you care for her but that's all it's ever gonna be it doesn't give you the right to just you know keep acting like a sulky teenager and a creep just you know and that was my that was one of my big irks of uh of twilight i mean ignore also adding to the fact that edwards is a bit creepy just climbing into her room at night watching her sleep that's that's kind of creepy you imagine waking up and there's this man just stood at the end of your bed watching you sleep yeah not not my cup of cup of tea either not my idea of a good thing um so to speak so it was it was that was all i did yesterday was was watching twilight and breaking my own rule of getting work done for the new year's i refuse to use the resolution word for the new year i was like i'm gonna give myself rules instead i break my rules and so i decided to make the first episode kind of around rules um and then of course we've got the scones gone debate as you can guess from the title so we're gonna start with unspoken rules i did uh post a question on twitter what what unspoken rules annoy you when broken? Admittedly, I did get this idea from Reddit. I did see a few interesting comments on the Reddit thread um, about unspoken rules that annoy you when broken. Um, but I posted it on Twitter just to see if I can get any additional answers, see if there was a common occurrence. Um, and I didn't get much reply. In fact, the only response I got on that uh, Twitter thread was from my partner who was ever so kind to reply um, and his was skipping the queue littering people crossing the road assuming that cars would stop for them and i think there was something else as well but those those were the three big ones for him and i absolutely relate i, I absolutely right 
skipping the queue i mean it's a british thing i I don't know how it is everywhere else but in the uk the queue is the law like everyone has to queue everyone takes their turn you know and if there's one transgressor skipping the queue you're gonna be judged for the rest of your life for breaking the queue like don't you dare skip the queue and i i must admit i it irritates me when i'm lining up waiting for my order say for example i'm at mcdonald's or whatever um wait waiting to order my food and then suddenly someone just jumps in front of me or barge in front of me yeah i i get very annoyed now i don't i don't verbally tell them you know oi the queue's back here what are you doing um i i just see quietly and i think that's the major that's the response for the majority of people to be honest there are a few that will probably say something and actually speaking of which coming to my mind now um just a few weeks ago i think this was just before christmas when me and my partner were shopping at our local shopping center um we were carrying these bags and we're like oh we'll go put these in the boot of the car and then go carry on shopping like we'll just get all these sorted now the car parks up where we live at um that we use to get in the shopping center is obviously pay um to leave like you go in and then you pay they've got recently installed these cameras that record your car number plate so if you try to drive off good luck to you because you're going to get caught um but they've recently changed them and you can pay by phone now though it has a really cool app and that kind of thing although the only downside is there's not much in a way of signal or phone signal in the shopping center so most people have to queue up to get the uh to manually pay for their um fare i guess um at the little booth thing i don't know what they're bloody called now um and it was really really busy obviously this was around the time that everyone was doing their christmas shopping but we only wanted to put our christmas shopping in the boot of the car we weren't going to leave the car park yet because we weren't ready we still had a few bits and pieces to get so rather than carry everything all at once we just put what we had in the boot and then carry on uh, doing the shopping now the queue to these little pay machines was long that was so long they actually had to have um like people man them to help guide um the customers to um the pay booths and all that kind of stuff but we weren't going to use those obviously because we were putting that shopping away now as we walk past the queue one brave soul one man i i i i actually low-key respect this guy i was amused by it because i was like yeah now we weren't we weren't skipping the queue like, i assure you but i was deep down i was like good on you <laughs> you know there's i don't like it when people skip queues i'm pretty sure no one likes it um when people skip queues so fair play to this guy he literally came up to my boyfriend and went the queue's here mate like what are you doing and my boyfriend very quickly said oh we're not leaving we're just dropping these things off in the car and coming back we're not leaving don't we and he he nodded he he accepted that and apologized and went back to where he was in the queue um but it it was just the fact that he was actually the first person I'd witnessed to ever confront someone, even though we weren't skipping the queue, to confront someone um, for skipping the queue. It was, it was very fun, you know, just just to see um, someone actually had the balls to actually confront. Because normally, when people when we see people here um, break the unspoken rules, in this case, skipping the queue, we just 
stare into the back of their head and seethe. Like, just seethe, cut them dirty looks, scowl, all kinds of things, all kinds of uh, tantrums, internal tantrums, I guess you could say. Calling them all kinds of names under the sun inside our heads. It's, it's just really, really funny. Um, but th this guy, not this guy, this guy was like, uh, excuse me, no, the queue, the queue's back here, what are you doing? And obviously we, we've explained that actually no, we're just going to the car to drop these things off and kept going back out. We're not actually leaving yet. So fair play to him. Now the second one was littering. I cannot stand littering. I mean, in light of the whole environment thing, you know, the whole climate change and all the rest of it. And I mean, even, not even that, just have respect for, um, for the world you live in, you know, it's literally if you if there's no bin in sight, if there's no bin around, just pick up your litter or carry it with you until you find a bin. It's not a hardship, you know. It's not it's not a struggle. Just just carry your rubbish until you find a bin. It's not hard. It's just a simple thing. I did encounter someone. Um, speaking from experience during my driving lesson um with one of my other instructors not the instructor that i was with um but a few years back and during my driving lesson he was having his lunch which was fair enough because you know you, he was working all day and doing all this kind of thing and the next thing you know he's like oh can we pull up here so we pulled up next thing i know he opens the door and just puts the rubbish at the side off the pavement, closes the door and gets me to drive off. I was like, what? What? I again I don't confront. I'm I'm like I'm not one to rock the boat, but I was literally looking at this guy like what are you there's literally a bin, like someone's bin right next to you. Couldn't you just use that? And yeah, I just uh, that sealed the deal for me. I was like, I'm gonna take a driving lesson with this guy, never again. <laughs> I was like, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna carry on with driving lessons with him because that is just I can't abide by littering. It's just laziness and the lack of respect for like the environment that you live in. It's just yeah, I don't get it. I do not get it. Just carry if there's no bin around, just carry your rubbish, you know. Plus, no one wants to see what you've eaten, or, you know, no one wants to see it, and no one else wants to pick up after you. So, it, yeah, that's my biggest issue, and I literally raged all day about that. I was inside, I was like, oh my god, and then I was kicking myself, because I was like, I should have said something. I should have made him carry his rubbish, or I should have made him, you know, throw it in the bin. But I was so flabbergasted. I just carried on with the lesson and then I, I just decided no no more driving lessons with this guy and find a new instructor. Um, as for people crossing the road and even cars will stop for them. Now, I haven't got my full license yet. I have been learning to drive. But I do know the distinct anxiety I guess drivers get whenever people cross the road without warning. Don't get me wrong it's annoying but it's also anxiety inducing because the onus is on you as a driver you've got to stop obviously because pedestrians have right away and pedestrians know this i know this that you all know this uh people have right away as soon as their foot's on the road they have right away they can walk across the road but when they just cross the road without looking and they don't see you and you obviously don't see them to the last minute 
the absolute stress it's just oh oh i can't even describe it it's just like my hair starts turning grey within a split second. I mean, that happened to me once. Someone, I think someone just crossed the road without warning, and obviously I pressed the brakes too hard and get, nearly gave myself an instructor a whiplash. Um, then you got ones who just are a little further away, and then you're some distance away, but then they see you coming and then slow down in the middle of the road. It's just like, what are you doing? Why? That's so annoying. But I think this mostly affects those who just cross the road without even looking, assuming the cars will just stop. Yes, we have to stop because you have the right of way. But there's only so much we can do where we see you at the last minute without warning and doing emergency stuff. What if we didn't have enough time? What if literally last minute you didn't look? There are devastating consequences and the stress because of the driver, the only time the driver to stop in time. The absolute stress, obviously we don't want to hurt people, we don't want to, you know, cause an accident. So just don't assume that cars are going to stop, you know. <laughs> Sometimes we just cars are just going too fast to stop in time. We want, we want to make sure you're alive, we don't, you know, we don't want you playing chicken across the road. So just that basic respect. I do know that feeling of just anxiety when that happens. I used to, when doing my driving lessons, when going over drains, I used to panic. Obviously, now um, having experience with driving, I've gotten used to driving over drains, so I don't panic at every little thing. But I, when it comes to people, people are so unpredictable, really unpredictable. So I can completely understand the irritation of people just crossing the road and not um, not paying attention to the cars on them. Then I obviously had a little mooch and then I thought about one that bothers pretty much everyone. Doesn't so much bother me because I'm a deaf lady. I am uh, profoundly deaf in both ears. Um, people playing music. Now, I can and cannot relate to this. The only way I can relate to this is going by and I'm gonna call him out, my brother. Sometimes when I come from work, because I work early hours, sometimes I just want to nap in the day just to refresh, just to recharge my batteries. My brother tends to come around, come back home around like the afternoon time, usually around the time that I'm back from work in the middle of a nap. And then the next thing I know, he likes to leave his bedroom door open and he will blast his music. Now that isn't so much of an issue, but he has these bass boosted like speakers that he plays his music through and while i can't hear it i can feel it i can absolutely feel it the floors are vibrating my bed is vibrating the door the walls are vibrating like it's just i can feel it through my bones while i'm trying to nap and i'm like thinking have you not heard of headphones like headphones are a thing you do know this right and I imagine for hearing people, you know, in, in their everyday pursuits, when someone's playing music, I guess, from their phone, 
must be thinking the same thing. Like, earphones are a thing, headphones are a thing, why don't you use them? We don't want to share, listen to your rubbish music, you know? So I, I can understand this one to, to an extent. Um, I have recently, um, back in September, had a cochlear implant fitted and I've only just discovered truly, truly how obnoxious this phenomenon is. So, but the good thing for me is I can just take off my processor and it don't bother me no more. So that's a bit of a one-up for me there. But I can, I can, yeah, I can on a level understand um, going through my experiences with my brother blasting his music and feeling the bass just vibrate through the whole house. I've actually gone into his room and be like, turn it off, <laughs> like, put headphones on, something. And he's like scowling at me. And I'm like, don't cut me a lot. You're the one who chose to blast your music through ridiculous levels that I can feel it through my bones. Like, I'm trying to sleep, you know, I'm trying to recharge my batteries. I've got my own things to do. So I can, I can understand that one, I can. Now, I did ask this question, you know, what unspoken rules annoy you um, on Twitch during the live stream. Um, one of my moderators, Bubble Tea, um, came back with overstaying welcome and i instantly knew what she meant instantly knew i think she just said overstaying welcome and i just knew what she meant there is nothing worse when you know you you're hosting someone or you got guests around or you're someone stops to have a talk on the street and you know you've got things to do or things you want to do but they just want to keep talking and talking or doing things or whatever and you're trying to bring your conversation to a close and you're just like okay we're done can we move now like i'm turning my body this way i'm giving you closed answers like i'm dropping all these hints that i am done i'm done with this conversation i'm done with this kind of thing I'm gonna move now. I'm gonna make a move. I've got things to do. I've got errands to run. Meanwhile, Karen is just stood there, like, oh, oh, this, this, and this, and you're just, oh God, no, oh God, no. Please get the message. And no matter how many hints you're dropping at them, they ain't getting it. They either don't get it, or they deliberately don't get it. If you know what I mean, like they, like they just want. 100% of your attention and you've got things to do or things you want to do or you haven't got the energy to deal with them no offense i'm introverted but no offense to people sometimes you're exhausting i mean i was speaking from like experience as that person i struggle with conversations anyway you know orally like just speaking to people um so I try and limit my conversations as much as I can so I don't have to deal with the stress or anxiety of mistaking what other people have said. So I try and limit my conversations, but there's nothing more anxiety-inducing than having people try and prolong the conversation and you're just making it clear that you're done, you know, that you've got things to do, that you've got to move on, that the conversation's now closed. And it's just, oh, it's irritating. Especially when it's at home as well. Because you want to, you know, say for example, you want to get the house clean. And they're just not leaving. They want another cup of tea. Like, no, just go. I'm giving you all these hints. Do I have to, sa do I have to 
verbally tell you to go away. <laughs> I don't want to be rude. So I, I, as soon as she said overstaying welcome, I was like, yeah, got you, got what you mean. Instantly know what you mean. Know that feeling. So irritating. Like, I, how many hints does it have to be until, you know, they don't get, they just get it, if you know what I mean. So it was, it was very, very interesting. And those, those were basically a few unspoken rules, um, out there. I don't, I don't know any of those. Well, I kind of have a few real ideas of others. But I just want to pose this question to you. You're free to at me on Twitter. What unspoken rule annoys you? Um, I will post another question like this again on Twitter. But just to ask you, what what unspoken rule annoys you and why? Like, what is it? Because that's the thing with unspoken rules. They're not written down. No one's verbally said, no, don't do this or don't do that or do this or do that. These are things that society has collectively agreed on in silence and they're annoying when they're breached like it's it's very interesting how that happened i don't know if this is because you know etiquette in the past or something i'm not sure i don't know how these things work i'm not an anthropologist but just seeing like how people have collectively agreed quietly that skipping in the queue is not good that littering is bad i mean we all know littering is bad um and you know playing music loudly or overstaying welcomes i think we all on a level understand how irritating that can be so it, it's just interesting to see how people react to it and it's quite funny so the next thing talking about is the five second rule now my moderator pointed this out in twitch some people adhere strongly to the five second rule now, I can't just do a show of hands, you know. Do you adhere to the five-second rule? Um, personally, I don't. When does floor food become disgusting? You know, do you adhere to the five-second rule? When does floor food become disgusting? My answer, I don't adhere to the five-second rule at all. Floor food is disgusting the minute floor food touches the floor. End of discussion. Like, I can't even imagine dropping, like a chip or a biscuit or whatever toast on the floor accidentally and then picking it up very very quickly and eating it like carrying on as if nothing happened i cannot abide that i don't know what it i i mean i ugh. as if bacteria as if germs are gonna be like hang on Hang on, we've got, we've got to wait, we've got to give it five seconds. We've got to give this stupid human a chance to pick up their mistake. Has it been five seconds? Okay, now we can. Like, in what world is germ are germs going to be like, now nah, we've got to adhere to the five second rule? I don't think so. I really don't think so. As soon as that food touches the floor, every Tom, Dick and Bacteria Harry is just going to jump on that food and live, eat it to their heart's content. I don't want to share my food with germs, please and thank you. I want that food all to myself. I don't want food poisoning. I don't want to. I don't want to pick up germs from the floor. It's disgusting. The minute it touches the floor. But I do know there are people who do believe the whole five-second rule thing. Um, I I don't know them. I don't know if anyone does. I, again. I'm going to post this to Twitter. Do you abide by the five second rule? When does floor food become disgusting? Just just out of interest. I won't judge you. I promise. But yeah. 
quietly judging. <laughs> Sorry. It's just the idea of like eating food after it's touching the floor does not appeal to me in the slightest. It's the whole idea of like just eating floor food that's touching the floor does not appeal to me. Also, the, you know, it's similar to the case like if you butter your bread or toast and you drop it, you kind of hope that uh, it lands the non-buttered side down. So, but I, yeah, I can't do the five second rule at all. It's just as soon as soon as the food touches the floor, that's it. It's going in the bin. Or I give it to my dogs if it's safe for them to eat. <laughs> Sorry, Sid. Sorry. I yes, I do. I I do give them if it's like safe food for them to eat. I do give them the floor food. Um. The next thing I do like to discuss, like amongst people, because I'm absolutely fascinated by people like preferences like what they like and dislike and again on the topic of food foods that people like or don't like i do post um like polls from time to time asking people you know do you like coriander or cilantro in the us um do you like gherkins on your mcdonald's burger um personally i i'm not a vegetable fan by a long shot not a vegetable fan at all. I don't like green food. Anything that's rabbit food, like leaves and broccoli and, you know, carrots and trees. I don't know, we don't eat trees, but you know what I mean. I, I just, I, I can't, I don't know what it is. The taste or the texture, it's kind of combination of the both. I'm very, very picky by nature. Um... I don't know if anyone else is the same. Like, if you're someone who doesn't like vegetables, shout out if you can. Um, but I personally just don't like the taste and texture of them, and yet I get judged daily. They're like, but it's healthy for you. Yes, I know. I know it's healthy for me. But it's not my fault that it tastes absolutely disgusting. It's not my idea of fun at all. Like... It's, it sometimes it feels like I'm going through a bush tucker trial when I try and eat a broccoli. It just it just makes me gag. It's just oh I just can't the taste and the texture. And then people argue oh but it's how they cooked it and prepared it. I've tried broccoli. I've tried vegetables in every manner of preparation and wherever it was made with and whatever it was made with and God knows what. I have yet to encounter a time when broccoli tastes delicious. I haven't. I haven't. Um, and it's not just broccoli, it's any vegetable or plant food in general. I I am a bit of a meat eater. I do love junk food as well. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that annoys you. But that's... I just can't. I just can't eat vegetables. I just don't like vegetables. That said... That said, interestingly, I love coriander. I cannot get enough of coriander. If you're in America, this will be cilantro. I love the taste of coriander. The tanginess. The flavour. And I love to have it on pasta as well. There's this um, company called Sackler. And they make these jars of pesto. And one of them is uh, coriander pesto. And it is the best invention of all time in my eyes. Like, it is just the greatest tasting thing ever and it goes so nice with pasta and some grated cheese over the tart it's just absolutely delicious 
yeah, I mentioned this to a few of my followers, and um, my moderator, again, Bubble Tea, um, was like, absolutely not, no, that is disgusting. My partner's the same as well, does not like the taste of coriander. And it turns out, for some people, coriander tastes like soap, which is interesting. I do know there's, I do know now that there's like a genetic thing or something where, for some people, coriander tastes like soap. It doesn't taste like this nice tangy thing that I that I experience which is very which is very interesting how subjective it is it's just I just love that now getting on to the scone scone debate I I mean how do you pronounce it do you pronounce it scone do you pronounce it scone I know it varies depending on where in the UK or the world you are some people pronounce it scone some people pronounce it scone and then there's the second half of the um, debate, or war, I, I suppose you could say a war, it is a bit of a civil war in the UK, <laughs> some people get really really passionate about this, I know what I do, is it jam first and cream, or cream first and jam? I, I, I have gone into uh, streamers, Twitter, you know, you would just talk and just have a conversation and Twitch and I'd be like, okay, out of interest, with scones or scones, which which way is it? Is it cream first and jam or jam first and cream? And the majority of them say, well, jam first and cream. I am one of the few people that's like, nah, cream first and jam. And then everyone's like, heathen! <laughs> Amusingly, obviously, not, not serious. Um, but it, it's just really, really funny how passionate people get about this. And some people, you know, their arguments is that jam is very hard to spread. So it's easier to spread the jam on first and then the cream. And I'm like, really? Isn't it better to just... Because it's usually clotted cream that goes on top of, like, the scone. Wouldn't it be better to, like, spread the cream first and then put the jam on top? You know, just... Could it be done like that? And everyone everyone insists that, no. No, Athy, no. It's, it's too hard to spread the jam. It has to be jam first and cream no other way there's only a few people i've encountered that agree with me and like no it's cream first and jam and i think it also boils down demographic well not demographically geographically in the uk i know um there's the cornish way of doing it in cornwall and then there's the devon way of doing it i think in cornwall it's the cream first and jam and then in devon it's the jam first then cream and even down there, when I was in Plymouth at university, that people got passionate about this. You know, it, it was really, really fun to just see how something as inconsequential as scones can get people really, really riled up about, you know, about whether it's cream first or jam. And even just pronouncing it, how it's pronounced, it's just, it's just really, really fun. So, again out of interest where are you on the scones gone debate how how is it pronounced to you how do you pronounce it do you pronounce it as scone as in cone or scone as in gone and then importantly cream first or jam i feel like this is this is an important question to ask i'm just curious to know where people to know if it's just me against the world i've only, in fact i've only just met i've only met one other person on twitch who agrees with me that it's cream first and jam and I, I love them to bits they are my sister 
forever for life we are the scone sisters <laughs> the scone sisters is how how we're gonna be known how we're gonna be known so going back to twitch and going back to the rule thing we obviously have the twitch etiquette um for any streamers actually listening in what what etiquettes bother you the most when people break it the big one for me is like self-advertising don't get me wrong i would support any streamer starting out on twitch or you know doing their own show i would do a shout out but when it's just so like blatantly obvious like oh i'm going now to stream goodbye it's just like no don't don't do that just don't if i knew you stream i will happily show you out but don't just advertise that you're streaming now and then of course got all the other boundaries like trauma dumping like everyone goes through bad times we all go through bad times i wish i could take all of the sadness away and make people happy but i know sometimes it's not the case and i'm trying to run like a show that's very upbeat and you know makes people happy just distracts people from the general sad like awfulness of the everyday life only to have someone like in chat or pop up and you know just dump all the awful things i've only really had it happen a couple of times um but i do know for some people quite a lot and it's just it's it can be exhausting it can bring you down so it's those kind of things like you have to nip in the bud quite quickly just you know quickly lay the boundary down um then you've got those you try and break the boundaries all the time and all that kind of thing um and those, yeah, those are the important like etiquettes. So there's like loads of loads of etiquettes that I took me a while to learn when I was on Twitch. Obviously, I never self-advertised, and I never, um, you know, I just took for granted that you know, you people don't like you self-advertising in the stream because I know I wouldn't like it. But for some reason, there are people out there who do. Um, speaking of like Twitch rules as well recently um in fact just this past weekend um we're recording this on the 13th of january um pokimane recently got banned from twitch for two days because she streamed avatar the last airbender now we all remember the whole dmca scare that we had back in i think october 2020 and everyone was panicking because they're like, oh no, because everyone's having to go through all their VODs, delete all of their VODs with any copyrighted music in it, and the whole stress and anxiety of doing all that. And then some streamers like threatened with like permanent suspensions and that kind of thing, um, just out of nowhere. Um, but a very interesting thing is uh, this really only picked up during the pandemic you know doing lockdowns and stuff and it makes me think because up until um like 2020 up until the lockdown started there wasn't really much notice on twitch from you know music corporations and networks and stuff like that in regards to um copyright and stuff like that and i think people took for granted that it wouldn't be noticed so they they just played any and all music as they can as they're live streaming and then obviously all of a sudden um lockdown started and i think up until that point music companies and networks had no idea about twitch i didn't really understand twitch i didn't understand live streaming 
until I'm guessing um, during lockdown, where I'm guessing maybe that kid or someone who does know Twitch mentioned it to them, and they go and investigate, and then they see all these streamers playing copyrighted material, and they're like, ah, here we go, time to get to work here. So, yeah, it wasn't until uh, 2020 that it all kicked off, um, and everyone was panicking, going through their VODs, deleting anything that had, you know, potentially copyrighted material. I was quite fortunate because I never really played um, popular like music. I did it at the very beginning of my uh, when I first started on Twitch, but then I realised probably not a good idea because it's other people's music and I could get in trouble for it. So I stopped doing that and started using uh, Monstercat for my music from here on out. In fact, I haven't really changed my playlist for about a couple of years now. Um, I only really use Monster Cat for all things music on, on my streams. But it it was interesting just seeing the panic. And then, you know, Twitch came out with all these, um, not so much preventions, but these little, I, I don't think you could describe them as safeguards. They kind of have like the copyright management thing where you can go in and review all, all your copyright strikes and all that and delete any potential mods that you know are breaking a copyright uh, there were a couple of times where you know on mods where it gets muted um because i think that's where it's getting caught out is when um you know they watch back on VODs and they see music so twitch usually if they if their systems identify copyrighted music they would mute it um, but now it's really es it has escalated to um, you know DMCA like takedown claims on on bots and stuff like that, and people have to go back. Fast forward to now, um, that has now moved on to like TV shows. Now, on the back of you know Pokemon being banned for streaming, um, you know I think Avatar, you know the Last Airbender which is a fantastic show I absolutely enjoyed as a kid. Um, about a week before, or during that week, um, there was another streamer who went on to Gordon Ramsay's TV show. I think it was Howl's Kitchen or something. I can't remember. I think it's Howl's Kitchen. Do, do tell me if I'm wrong. Um, and he asks her, you know, oh, what do you do for a living? And she said, oh, I live stream on Twitch in Gordon Ramsay's fabulous response was what the fuck is twitch and of course everyone on twitter and within twitch lost their minds collectively and were giggling about it and you know we're really happy that twitch is you know reaching the ears of the main like of the big people the big players i guess you could say but of course the offside to that is that the big players the big corporations namely like the networks and that be like oh what's twitch and then go and do their own investigation and then see streamers like pokey and disguised toast and a few others live streaming their tv shows to thousands of viewers for free and they're like oh oh i see okay we're that's cool we'll, we'll let them get away with it like shit are they going to do that <laughs> you know they of course are going to dmca of course they're going to do takedown claims and it really baffles me how you know 
on the back of the DMCA panic last year or a couple of years ago now that was still acting all Pikachu surprise phase when DMCA takedowns are happening again but with TV shows and networks and stuff like that you know and some one streamer I think said oh as long as you're clever about it and she's like like no you might be okay with it, but what you're doing is also going to affect the little streamers who don't have a platform to defend themselves with, who don't have, you know, the luxury, you know, being able to stand up for themselves, I guess. Um, so it just, it's not really a good idea to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong, in some aspects of, like, DMCA, it is a bit dated. It, I think the laws are something are like years and years old, 20 years old or something, a bit older and haven't been updated for a while. But it's just, it's lazy content. I'm going to say it, it's lazy content creating. You're just literally just sat there watching other people's work just for the sake of watching it. Like, there's no critical analysis or anything, so you're not... It's not com exactly coming under fair use. You couldn't really exactly argue fair use. I uh, know oh fair use has a very little uh, wriggle room um, for it, unless you're critically analysing what you're watching. Um, but it's just it's just this argument of, oh, just be clever about it. And that, I'm just like, no, that's irresponsible. And then, of course, they act all shot Pikachu fires when they get caught. And it's like, why are you even surprised? You knew this was a risk you knew this could happen especially on like in light of the takedowns over music content a couple of years ago with the mca now admittedly twitch is not very good at doling out punishment not very consistent i suppose you could say i have noticed they're very quick to dole out bans for uh well i say dole out bans i think it depends on how fast the dmca claims comes in and how fast twitch reacts to it I'm going to go out on a limb and say Twitch does react very fast when a big corporation be like, oi, if they're playing, you know, copyrighted content without paying for it and, you know, we're not okay with that. So I'm, I'm guessing Twitch, when it comes to like big massive networks and music corporations, will act quick because, you know, it's big money and all that kind of thing. But the only thing that irks me um, is the fact that Twitch is quick to react to that, yet back in... Um, I think July, August, September of 2021 when we had all that problem with the hate raids where trolls were going around um, vulnerable communities, you know, the black community, the LGBTQ plus communities, the trans communities and just hate raising and abusing and creating accounts to follow Bart with abusive names. Twitch was very, very slow to update their safeguards and to respond to this. In fact, I don't know what Twitch has done since. I know you can email verify your accounts now, so it takes a long time to create accounts, and in some ways that has slowed down um, to stop the uh, the hate raids and that, but it's still obviously a big problem. And then, of course, you've got the general accounts that are just arseholes and are very, very abusive. Um, that Twitch is also very slow to kind of a lot of punishment for um so it's just it's just kind of like a bit irritating on twitch's account that like if you're quick to react to the mca why aren't you quick to react to you know the whole troll situation the hate raid situation i think in regards to last year with that i think twitch was 
pretty much caught with its pants down. Um, and as always, Twitch is very much act as it goes rather than act with foresight. So there does need to be a bit of an up, like an update in that regard with Twitch. I don't know what could be resolved about that. Now, interestingly, going back to Pokespan, um, and also Disguised Toast, because Disguised Toast is another big streamer who also recently uh, got banned for streaming copyrighted content. Um, Pokey only got two days ban, whereas Disguised Toast had got a month. Ouch. Very painful. I'm curious to know as to why that is. And again, I th boils down to Twitch's consistency rule breaking. You know, how they do all that. I don't know if it's because Pokey, whether it's the first time. I mean, I don't know how many times Disguised Toast has been banned. This was the first time Pokey has ever been banned on Twitch, as far as I'm aware. So, whether they were like, oh, it's your first transgression, we'll give you a couple of days. Whereas, Disguised Toast is a repeat offender. I don't know. I don't really know too much about Disguised Toast, admittedly, as to why they've got um, a longer ban than Pokey has. But it really very much lines up with the fact that Twitch is very inconsistent with doling out punishments for rule breakers. I don't know, what what will the people think on this? I know the whole DMCA thing, and we have to be very careful now with Twitch because now the big players are starting to take notice of Twitch, especially in light of the pandemic. We've got to remember, during lockdown, a lot of people had nothing to do and so would go on the internet to find things to do that would discover Twitch as I imagine with these big corporations and lawyers and stuff would notice Twitch because you know they had nothing to do all of a sudden go on the internet they discover Twitch and then all of a sudden see a whole treasure trove of copyright breaches you know of course they're going to take a chance at that um, Twitch is now kind of big game pretty much i mean in terms of streaming it is a giant don't get me wrong youtube is probably also you know a good strong contender but twitch when you think of live streaming i think most people will say twitch and um, that's the first thing that'll probably come to mind twitch isn't very consistent in dealing with um like rule breaking and etiquettes and stuff like that um, it's very, very quick to take down for the MCO more than anything. So I'm just curious to know what people think. Um, what are you going to go ahead with in terms of like music? Are you going to change your streaming? Like what you're going to stream if you have streamed um, like anime or TV shows before? What music as well going forward? Are you still carrying on playing you know the popular music that we hear on the charts or are you going the route that i did for example and go with monster cat just just curious as to what people think so that is all really i can think of um do let me know i hope everyone has enjoyed this first episode of athy's hour i know it's not exactly an hour at the time that i'm speaking um, I could I could try and drag this out longer. Maybe if I talk more slowly, more determinedly, we could get to an hour. I'm not sure. But yeah, do let me know what you think. I do I have asked a few questions, you know, the five second rule. Do you do you abide by that? What do you think about Twitch, about the whole DMCA take 
breakdowns, you know, the whole scaring, scarring debate, is it cream versus jam versus, how do you pronounce it, that kind of thing. Generally, if you have any feedback or any, you know, anything you wish to say, do do tweet me, do do message me if you're on my Discord, you can join my Discord. You can follow me also on Twitch and Twitter. I am um, under Athies Glitter. Um, I will post obviously all the details on my on my little description thing. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it for this episode. Now I do have a question. More questions, more questions, you say, for the audience. Gosh, I'm asking so many questions for you, like, aren't I? For the next episode, what funny memories did you have from childhood? I'm happy, I'm more than happy for any kind of story from childhood. What fun, funny things from childhood, funny things you said as a child, funny memories, little anecdotes, whatever it is from childhood. We'll, the theme for next uh, episode is going to be nostalgia, things from the noughties. Because I had this discussion uh, with Bubble Tea, my mod, and I was thinking, you know, I'm now 27. I'm now classed as ancient. And we've got the new generation coming up who, um, when I came across this uh, post once, where they saw this picture of like, the hairstyles we ha- used to have and the Blackberry phones we used to use and all the toys we used to play, and they're like, oh my god, what the hell is this? And I'm there thinking, that was cool when I was your age, what the heck? And then I started questioning everything, you know, was was that how it was when I was that age with my mum, you know? My mum was like, oh, look at all these cool things, and I'm like, what? That weren't cool. Now it's happening to me. Now I know what it feels like. So yeah, do, do let me know what funny things from childhood, what was your nostalgia, what was your go-to games as a kid, you know, what funny memories you have anything anything really goes um for the next episode we're very interested to hear what what you think and again as i mentioned for the questions earlier do let me know um so thank you so so much for listening for taking the time this is actually a bit of a ramble for a first episode i hope i'm not rambling too much do do give me feedback i i hope i hope you enjoyed it so yeah have a lovely day wherever you are and i will see you next time bye bye